Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, guys. What's going on? Hey, Marcus. Uh, I am Hello. up in Fit. I'm up in Fayetteville, and Roger and Josh are down in Little Rock. I had a, uh, I got the MC last night a fundraiser. Mark for uh, an NIL here. Uh, it's it's the Razorback NIL called uh, One Arkansas, and it was a concert. Justin Moore, our man Justin, performed last night. He was the the lead on it, and Joe Nichols also, and a, and a young man named Tyler Kinch. But what was interesting, Mark? You know, I, of course, I didn't say this up there, and uh, of course, you have a lot of people in that crowd that were been around for a long time. Some of them were young, but <clears throat> we literally raised. <clears throat> excuse me. Hundreds of thousands of dollars last night. I mean, that's that. It was a successful event. And I was thinking, I can remember Mark when I used to get. It was either twenty-five bucks or fifty bucks a month for laundry and Sunday night meal that they <clears throat> that they didn't feed us. How far things have come <laughs> in forty years, you know. What about you, Mark? How about that? I can remember when it was when it was recruiting season. You'd always volunteer to take the recruits because you get yes. like an extra fifty bucks to take the recruits around. <laughs> yes, yes, thanks, Trey. Oh, nice, fifty <laughs> bucks. That's yeah. huge back then. We hear deep pockets. Why do you need a fundraiser? Just write them a check. Yeah, listen, it was uh, it was uh, it was something. But they, listen, here's the deal, Mark. You know what they did last night. I mean, Tennessee's doing it with, uh, I think, where, who is Luke Bryan? Is Luke Bryan a Georgia guy? Maybe it's Georgia. Uh, see, they're doing this in other places. And so you got to keep up. you got to keep up with the Joneses. And so, hey, you know, a guy like Justin Moore gives his time for, for free and, and Joe Nichols and, and Tyler Kinch. And, uh, you know, you gotta you got to pay these athletes, all of them. I mean, we, we had every sport represented there last night. Uh, Eric Musselman, uh, Sam Pittman, Dave Van Horn, Mike Neighbors, uh, Courtney Diefel, softball. And um, so, Mark, it's just, it's just it's part of what people <clears throat> do now. And I'll tell you, especially in the SEC, I mean, it, it is an arms race, and it's not really an arms race. It is a cash race. And, and, and the, you know, this is part of college football now being successful. And not even college football. College athletics, you you got you to raise money to pay players now. You know, I think it's great that the players are being compensated for what they're doing, but I think right now it's going to end up ruining the sport because you're going to have the haves and the have-nots. It's going to be, yeah. okay, you're Texas, you've got all the oil money, Texas, Texas A&M. You guys can raise $100 million a year to pay your athletes. Okay, what if you're the University of Arizona right now? They're deciding on if they're going to cut sports and cut academics because they don't have enough cash flow. So you've got situations all over the country where some, some conferences are going to be terrific, some, some school bases are going to be outstanding, and some others are going to struggle. Yeah, it is. Uh, and by the way, Josh, uh, I'm getting feedback that uh, the YouTube stream yeah, has, hit the, has got to... Uh, I just sent you a picture. Hit the mute button on StreamYard. That should take care of it. Okay, cool. cool. Thank you, sir, about that. Yeah, yeah, Mark, it's just uh, it, is, it is what it is, and uh, it's, I'm like you. I, I like the old days better. But but it, it, this is where we are. Uh, I do have to, to talk about what happened in Gainesville this week. Uh, Hawks go down there and get the big win, Mark. Ha-ha, Kenny Guyton's office. Did you see that they had design runs for KJ to pull out of the pocket? Gee, yep. guess what happens? When you do that with a big, successful athlete like that, you can make things happen. He rushed for 92 yards. He threw for 255. And look at their offense was balanced. 255 passing, 225 running. They finally got the running game going with Rocket Sanders. That was good to see. But here, guys, just think of this. They scored three points against Mississippi State. They scored 33 points in regulation against Florida at Florida, a place that you've never won before in the swamp. 
So I yeah. think there's been the changes that have been made. They're definitely positive for the offense. Yeah, there, there's no question about it. And uh, uh, they'll face a tough team in Auburn defensively. Not a great team, but they, they've got athletes. They've got an excellent running game. If they if they shut down the running game, I think they, you know, they, they're going to win this game because they, they, their passing offense for Auburn is terrible. Uh, but, yeah, they should have confidence coming in this next game. You're playing at home. You know, you win three in a row and get to a bowl game. You know, it's funny how – that one win, Mark, changes the momentum and the mindset of what can happen the rest of the, the rest of the season. Absolutely. It builds confidence in the locker room between the players. Now they can believe again that they're doing the right thing. And, you know, the defense can look at the offense and just say, you know, you're not our Achilles heel anymore. You know, we can go out there and we can perform at the high level. And Auburn's good. Peyton Thorne's not a bad quarterback. They finally decided on a quarterback. He's a pretty mobile quarterback. He's, he's second on the team in rushing, and he can run the football. So they're going to have to make sure they shut him down. And, and Marquez Hunter, the, the running back, Last two games, he's rushed for over 300 yards. So, you know, they've got to shut down the run. That's the first thing, first and foremost. And if they can do that, they've got a great chance to win this game. They're a favorite in this game, which is great to see. We're visiting with Mark May, brought to you by Edwards Food John and Dugan's Pub. Uh, do you, you think there will be any um, any upsets this weekend? you got number two, Georgia, number uh, nine, Ole Miss. That's at Georgia. You've got uh, number three, Michigan, at Penn State, Miami at Florida State. Any of these, Utah, number 18, Utah, number five, Washington, do you think any of those might be uh, might, might see an upset there? I don't think so. I think Georgia may struggle a little bit. But one thing about uh, Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss, he doesn't beat top ten teams. He really struggles against top ten teams. And if you look at the, the gauntlet that Georgia's been going through, they're right in the middle of it. They had Missouri, which they struggled with last week. They only won by nine points. It was 30-21. to 21. Then they've got Mississippi. And then next week they've got Tennessee. So they've got three ranked teams in a row. If they can get through this get this part of the schedule, they're going to be just fine. And hopefully Brock Bowers will come back. He's been practicing. I don't know if he's going to play this week. But they're getting him back in rhythm and back in the office. But Georgia's a tough team. I don't, I don't think they're going to lose. But I think Ole Miss can give them some problems. The way they can throw it and run it with their quarterback and Jackson Dart. But I think Georgia will prevail just the way that this team wins. They've won 26 in a row. And I look at Penn State and Michigan, I think Michigan may just pound Penn State. I think if you're a player in that locker room and all the stuff that's going around about your head coach and your program, and they're saying, well, if, if, if we didn't steal signals, we wouldn't have won these games, that kind of kicks you off as a player and as an athlete. I think they're going to go out there and roll Penn State in, 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 at their place. And I don't even think that game's going to be close, even though it's a four-and-a-half-point spread. What do you th- what do you think what do you think is going to be the end game with all that, Mark? What do you think if if you, if, if we looked ahead twelve months from now, wh- where is that situation going to be? What do you think the end result is going to be? I think Jim Harbaugh is going to be the head coach of the Washington Commanders. Myself, oh, so I'm hoping okay. that's what's going to happen. But the thing is, I, I think if you're Jim Harbaugh and you look at the situation, you've already taken a self-imposed three-game suspension earlier this season for giving a kid a cheeseburger or something like that during COVID, breaking the rules, you're going to look back at this and say, you know what, I really turned Michigan around and built this program around. And in the last 37 games, I've won 34 of them. And this is the way that you want this to go down for me to leave Michigan, my alma mater. I think he'll look back at the situation and just say, either you're behind me or you're not administration. So it's got to be up to the administration to stand behind him and figure out, hey, we're all in it, we're all out. And if Harbaugh looks at it saying, that if you're not behind me and backing me, I'm out of here. Mm. And I don't blame him because I think he's done a, an unbelievable job at Michigan, particularly beating the crap out of Ohio State the last few years. Yeah, you, you got you got to think he's probably tired of this. And listen, listen, let me. You know, although he enjoys coaching, you know, young man, but but hey, man, enough of this. Let me move on. It is a fascinating story though about pushing the limit. <laughs> To, to get an advantage, and some would just say the word cheating. It is illegal. What If it, it is what happened, it is illegal by the rules. But I think it's interesting now you find out that even, you know, Ohio State, Purdue, and what other school, I think they were all colluding to, to get the, 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 uh, the signs of Michigan at some point in the last year or two. 
Yeah, everybody does it, but it just depends what degree you do it. Okay, Michigan may have taken it to another level. But the thing is, when you're looking at every other team or a bunch of teams in your conference that are doing it to you, why wouldn't you do the same thing back to them? It's just that you've taken it to another level and you got caught, and he's denied knowing anything about it. I don't know. The thing that, I, the thing that I'm, I'm looking at is every time they show a picture of the kid on the sidelines next to Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh has a headset on and he doesn't. So how can the kid reach over and tell him what the signals are and what the plays are when Harbaugh's got a headset on? Yeah. yeah it just, it, just doesn't make any sense. The whole thing just doesn't make any sense to me. Well, again, we have a, we have some friends who are big Michigan fans, and and I, I don't think they need any signal stealing. This is a good football team they had this year. I mean, they, I mean, it's it's one of they've been so dominant. I, I don't I don't think signs are needed for this group to win. Yeah, they've won each game this year by twenty points or more. That's the first time that's happened since the early nineteen hundreds for Michigan. So they don't need that. They've got fifteen guys to seventeen guys on this roster that's going to be drafted in the NFL. I don't think they need to steal somebody else's signals or to use them. And the thing is, I just think that they're just going to take that. They're just going to unleash their frustration on on Penn State this weekend in uh, Happy Valley. Mm. But the other thing is, uh, Heather Dinich from ESPN tweeted earlier this morning. I saw this this morning that supposedly the Big Ten commissioner Tony Petiti is supposedly giving some type of ruling or some type of answer early this afternoon today. Well, that doesn't mm. sit well for Michigan because they're jumping on a plane this afternoon to fly to Penn yeah. State. Right. So what's going to happen? They're going to tell Jim Harbaugh when he's at the airport with his team that, oh, you're, you're being suspended for the game? You know, if you're going to come yeah. up with a decision, make your decision yesterday or make it on yeah. Monday. But yeah. why would you make it just before the game? No, you're, you know, I, I agree. That would not that would not be good. I, that, that's poor timing. I, I agree 100%. Do you want to thank uh, Edwards Food John and Dugan's Pub for sponsoring Mark May, yes, uh, as yes. they have been for many, many years? Uh, I'm going to throw an easy question. Uh, oh, but let's tell you what. We'll do this. First of all, tell us about what you thought about the Cowboys' loss to the Eagles last week. Why? And where, did that, where does that lead the Cowboys? As I predicted what would happen last week, Roger, that the Cowboys would lose to the Eagles. Lucky for you, you're going to play a fourth team quarterback, and you're a 17 point <laughs> favorite against the Giants. Yes. Mark, you know, Mark. I tell you what, that, that was the that was the best game that I've seen the Dallas Cowboys to me play the yep. uh, Philadelphia Eagles in Philly in a decade or more. I mean, they were they they were in it. There's a, you know a, a few mistakes here and there, but that's bound to happen. But they were they, they were they were in the game the entire time. It was um, I think. Uh, um, Philly stole that one away, but it it was good. But I'm not I'm not just throwing all in uh, right now. Yeah, but that was, it was a great game. You're right about yeah. that. They came with a lot of fight, and they showed that they could do it for four quarters. And yeah. it's always, for some reason, in those big games like against San Francisco last year, right at the end, mm-hmm. something happens to this team that they just can't get over the hump at the end of the pressure situation. Hopefully they yeah. can overcome that down the road. You know, but you just said it, I, I, I think, in your, in your statement right there, in the pressure situations. I mean, so so when you when you have that mark, uh, uh, who's the pressure on in that situation? Do you look at the QB, which which is obviously if uh, if you give them credit, you got to give them, you got to blame them and all that, or do you look at the coach? You have to look at the coach because you've got to prepare your team for those situations. That's what Saturdays are for. Your final walkthrough, the go over those final details the day before the game so you don't make those mistakes. You go over those situations. Hey, it's third and one. We've got thirty one seconds on the clock. We're on a seventeen yard line. What are we going to do? 
this is what we're going to do, A, B, C, or D. Absolutely. You've got to walk through those situations on both sides of the ball, and they're crucial situations. I don't know if they do that. I don't know if Mike McCarthy right. does that. It doesn't appear that he does because they continually make mistakes <laughs> late in the game time and time again. Yeah, it, it, it is. It, it, it is. The life of a, a Cowboy and a, a combo Razorback fan can be uh, crazy. Bass, can I ask a question about uh, something uh, off the, uh, off what we've talked yeah. about? Yeah, it, Mark, yeah. it, it, and, and I don't know if you've mentioned it, Baz, but you, you saw what was going on with uh, uh, Kiffin. He has asked uh, Ole Miss to decide dismiss uh, uh, the, the charge against him with uh, one of his players. Uh, that I don't know if you guys heard the audio. Did y'all hear the audio with him and DeSanto about... Uh, I didn't hear the audio, but I did read it. And there I were a lot of yeah, dropped yeah. there for yeah, $40 million. Dollars. Absolutely. I mean, there was... I mean, he's... Uh, you got any comment about that? He's got a He's got a player that you can hear the audio, and he's talking to the audio, uh, to the player, talking about, look, we've been trying to get you to be here. You're not answering phones. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. And and the guy's going, look, I've got mental issues. Uh, I've been depressed, this and that. And he goes, well, you got to get a hold of us. We can dismiss you, blah, blah, blah. And so the player is suing now for $10 million in uh, compensatory and 30 in punitive damages. Claims that Kiffin ignored signs that the de- uh, that the defensive tackle was suffering from depression and that the coach treated him, Rollins, in a way that was, quote, grossly reckless and indifferent. Any, uh, end quote, any comment? Uh, times are different now. That's as, as bad because when we played, you know, the coach yelled at you a lot. You know, that's part of the game. Those are things that happen. Yeah. And the thing is, if Kiffin said is he's reached out to him time and time again and the yeah. player hasn't returned calls, what are you supposed to do as a head coach? I'm trying to help you. If you have an issue, a mental issue or you're depressed and I'm calling you time and time again and you're not returning my calls, the only thing I can do is maybe send somebody over to your apartment and see if you're okay because if you're not returning my calls or responding to me, I've got another 99 players on this team I've got to worry about. Right. Right, right, and I don't know if that means it's one of those things. Now you've got a portal uh, a guy, you got a, you got an NAL guy, you got all these kind of stuff. You, do you have somebody on staff that does that? I mean, because I'm I'm on Kiffin's side with, but just based on what I heard, uh, but for obvious yeah. reasons. Look, if you're not making comments or not not contacting and letting us know, well, I've got to dismiss you. But you know what? And then, Baz, I think about why you developed that Brawls Award, and and when we think about the coaches, and Mark, you know this as well, being associated that Coach Brawls, he dismissed you. But he sought help for you as a as a, as an assistant coach. I'm gonna have to let you go, but I'm gonna get, I'm gonna open up some doors for you, some other places to help you get a job. I've got to dismiss you, DeSanto, but we're not gonna leave you as a uh, as 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 a as a family and all that. We're gonna get you the help and put you in the right direction. Would you agree? That something like that could be done. Absolutely. Okay. He's on scholarship, so he can still get the help that he needs. Yeah. But here's the other thing: he's going after the head coach, Kiffin. Yep. How come he's not going after his position coach? How come he's not going after the trainer? How come he's not going after the team doctor? If you're depressed and have mental illness and have a situation, those are the people you would probably contact because you're going to be with those people in the training room getting treatment, getting taped up, all that stuff, more than you will be the head coach. Because as the head coach, you're going to see the head coach during practice or unless you have a meeting scheduled with the head coach. You don't spend that much time with the head coach. You're with your physician coach. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you, Mark. Mark, great stuff as always, buddy. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Hey, wait, 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 guys. I got one more thing to say. Yeah.